Do you want to get smarter about your health but feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction? Well, I deeply understand that, and that's why I want to find a source that we both could trust, you and me, and I found this podcast. So let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter, healthier choices every single week. And don't just take my word for it. (laughs) Avid podcast fan Joanne's Apple Review says this. Joanne's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is always informative and always understandable. And that she's definitely a healthier person listening to this and following Zoe's advice, which I love. We love sources that you can trust. And if you're ready to join millions of others like Joanne, transforming their health and like me, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to your podcast. I promise you will not regret it. It is an awesome show and I've learned so much from it. Go check it out. I feel like there's just like some people in the world that just get it. And they have this ability to communicate things in a way that just makes sense. And when it comes to complicated concepts like peace and purpose and fulfillment and things that seem so big and so out of reach, it feels so good to talk to somebody who has the ability to take these big things and make it accessible and make it actionable and just make it make sense to literally everyone and anyone. And this person who is coming on today, Skinny Dipping Fam, I am so fucking excited because we've been like internet friends for a minute and have followed each other's shit. And I think that he is amazing. Like the way that he conveys complicated concepts just absolutely blows my mind. Whenever his videos come up on my page, it's like a full body yes moment. It's just like, whoa, he gets it. And yet at the same time, somebody can get it and then also just admit that they don't get it at the same time. And they're still part of the process and the journey. And I just really value people like that. Like people who are like, they know so much, yet they realize they know nothing. And that's why I'm so excited for this conversation today with just King Icon. I'm so excited. He's all the way from Australia, guys. It is Cameron Rawson. Come to the mic. Welcome to Skinny Dipping. How are you doing today? Oh, what a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. When I visit your content and visit your page, it's because I am craving and seeking an affirmation of my power. Mm. Like it's a type of remembering that you transmute, transmit, that brings you back to that spark of divinity, you know? Wow. That is the nicest compliment anyone has ever literally ever given me because sometimes I forget who I am, but I feel like the whole journey and the process of healing is literally the remembering. Like we already know. And then like with the layers upon layers that society, our programming, our parents, like everything is put upon us. It feels so dense and heavy to find that spark within Mm -hmm. us. So that is just so nice. And thank you. Thank you for taking the time today. I'm just excited to pick your brain, to be honest, because I think you're fucking brilliant. Well, game recognized game. So Thank you. What you see in me is in you. Let's go. I know. I like really feel like you have such a handle on like purpose. Like I feel like you are living in your purpose and that's something that I constantly see. And right now the series that you are on, I love doing little like mini series with my podcast because I don't know, it just keeps everyone excited, keeps me excited, keeps my neurodivergent brain moving and grooving and, and on it. So right now I'm kind of in this expansion era, like this expansion series. And a lot of my pages about healing. And with that comes a lot of suffering. And with that comes a lot of loops, pattern loops. And I just realized I had identified so much with my healing journey and hyper fixated so much on my healing journey and my mental health journey that I was literally forgetting the expansion part 
part and like the glow up part. And I just feel like purpose is such a big part of that. And like when I feel the most myself and the most deeply fulfilled, it's because I'm living in my purpose. And I feel like that's something that I see you have such a handle on where you are just living in service and living in purpose. And I feel like it just shows. And I just want to like get right to like the question that everybody wants to hear is like, how the fuck do we find our purpose? How do we live in our purpose? How do we find that if somebody's really lost right now and really wants to be in that space of living either in service or in purpose and just really embracing what they're meant to do here on earth? Like, what would you say to somebody struggling with that? Also to me, because I feel like I also struggle with that, you know? Which is funny because nobody that is witnessing your creations would think, oh, this person is struggling with purpose. Like what you see is someone that is aligned and, you know, cognizant of the general direction. And so much of it is just a general direction, a general direction of feel goodness coming from a place of givingness. Like what can I give to feel good? Because we always get back more than what we put out. It's just this feedback loop of life. And I think that when we are faced with those really big questions, that instead of focusing on the lack of answer that we have for those big questions, coming back to smaller momentary questions, because those smaller questions help to pave the road towards those answers of purpose and meaning and fulfillment. Like, what is my purpose versus what am I curious about right now? Right now. What am I excited about right now? What would make me feel good right now? How do I intend to feel tomorrow? Why do I intend to feel that way? Why do I want to feel that way? By figuring out how I want to feel tomorrow, why I want to feel that way, that helps to elicit that intention. And then actions are easier to align with that intention because when we have an intention and it's about a moment that is about to arise, it recalibrates that subconscious activity to be conspiring for us. So with a really clear intention, like I want to feel connected. Why? Because when I'm connected, I feel a sense of place and belonging and joy at wherever I am. And then, you know, we hold that clarity of intention in mind. And then as we go through our day, opportunity for connection present themselves more clearly. And we can act in accordance with what is being presented to us rather than us having to figure everything out and like, oh, where do I go next? It's like, you just get to let this play out as opposed to how do I figure it out? It's like, it's already emerging. It's not for us to figure. It's for us to go and experience. And so who knows what the overarching journey of our life will look like. We'll probably only really know our purpose in hindsight in many cases. And then yeah. even then it's a matter of like perspective and reflection and how we look at what we've done. So many yeses to that because I feel like People can get so overwhelmed and overstimulated by the concept of living up to something that they've made up in their head, some sort of meaning, some sort of story that they've created. And I love this kind of zoom out yet completely zoom in perspective. By zooming in, we're almost zooming out and being like, what actually matters when we zoom into those daily questions? Like, what are you curious about? What is your intention for today? How do you want to feel this week? And I feel like that's something I really take in. And like, I definitely notice that I do that in my own life is like, you could not ask me what's happening a year from now. People are like a year plan, a five-year plan. I'm like, I only know what's going on the next two weeks. <laughs> like I literally have no plan. And it's because it is the journey of experiencing. And for you, like you are taking this 
ancient wisdom and like transferring it into this like digital world and making it accessible to so many people like what is your story how did you even get into that also for clarification guys like me and Cameron like we've seen each other in the internet yet we've never actually talked so I have no idea your story or like anything with that and I just am like okay how did you even get into this like what brought you to this moment of sharing what you share and being curious and interested in what you're curious about we are just led to things, right? Like I will give an answer, but we have to understand that again, any answer that we give about how we got to where we are is something that we've generated through hindsight. And it's often like a little granular aspect to this overarching thing that can't really even be conceptualized. It's like, how, how did I get here? Oh, I just infinite conditions, like coalescing <laughs> into a constant emergence of daily life. Like, how did I get anywhere? What do you mean? <laughs> Literally? No, actually, though, like not the what is your story question? Like, I'm honestly rethinking that whole like, but you have to tell me regardless, like, but, it, but it, it, yeah, yeah, I have to know. But like, I totally agree. It's like, it's like, how the fuck did any of us get here? I mean, period. My partner, she will, you know, cringe sometimes because, we're, you know, at a dinner party, and it's like somebody asks a question that should just be fucking normal question. And I'm like, well, this seems actually kind of existential. <laughs> so it's just where my head goes. I'm like, you know, where did it, where did all this stuff? Well, back to 13.8 billion years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like to the beginning of the divine time where everything ended up falling into place for you to be here in this moment. Yeah, no, that's hilarious. But like, why not? Like, why not think about things like that? Why not take concepts and completely make them into whatever you want them to be like why not answer them in the most authentic way possible like so what if it's cringe so what if it's kind of like annoying or something for to some people i feel like to not question life and to not question the way that we even answer questions would mm. be silly it would just be silly because it's just like yeah how are you supposed to answer this question like quote unquote what are you supposed to do and that's been something i've been really meditating on lately is like the concept of supposed to like, I'm like, I'm supposed to do this. Mm. I'm supposed to do that. I'm supposed to answer this question in this way. I'm, and then it's just mm -hmm. like, but what do I want to do? Like, what do I yeah. actually want to do? So I love that you have the ability to take really simple things and be like, let's turn it around upside down and throw it out the window <laughs> and let's choose something new because we cannot keep going through the same motion of like unconsciousness within society, like just acting and reacting. Like, it's like, Choose something new. I just love that. That's why I feel like I'm so happy to have you on today. Thank you for like just such a wonderful unpacking of even that answer, right? Because looking at just the conditioned way in which we do ask and answer and how we can bring nuance and magic back into how we explore conversations like that, like a conversation of what's your story and where have you come from? There's so much more magic to it than what we often express. It's like, oh, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm my experiences and you know, I've been through difficult things and I've been healing. It's like, yeah, that's part of it. But there's also, again, like back to this underlying backdrop of divinity and magic and beauty that we kind of omit in our words. And of course, though, you know, we still kind of have to answer these questions. It's like I was speaking to a client of mine the other day and we were talking about, you know, conformity and expression. And I was on some tirade about not conforming and liberating yourself from social oppression. And she's like, yeah, but you also do have to conform to be appropriate for society so that we can function. I'm like, well, yes, <laughs> I suppose so. And like, I'm not aware of all the ways in which I do conform. There are many conscious and unconscious, you know, we are acting through all of these hidden patterns of social conditioning and social oppression. And at first, the social oppression occurs through some kind of external variable, someone with an offhanded comment or 
a categorization or a definition of what you are. And then that just plants a seed of oppression. And then that grows in the mind so that we end up just oppressing ourselves, even when there is no one directly trying to oppress us. We're like, well, no, I'm not going to say that thing. What would they think? I'm not going to. We're like proactively like trying to move away from rejection constantly. Like even Mm -hmm. if no one is judging us, even if no one is rejecting us, like because of the seeds, like you said, that are planted, like we are constantly proactively avoiding this rejection by like fitting into certain boxes or being a certain way. So what does that like look like though? Like what does that look like to not conform? Do I look at it as not conforming versus not even really thinking about conforming and allowing expression. You know, thinking about not conforming, then we're already thinking about what it is we shouldn't be. And that kind of brings out something in response to what we shouldn't be, as opposed to what it might be without any conditions. Like, what is my natural expression? What is in my heart? What is on my chest? What do I want to come to the surface? Or not even what do I want to come to the surface? What is coming to the surface? Yeah, like the deep surrender and just being like, what am I and how can I express that in a more authentic way? And like, I feel like it takes a lot of knowing of yourself to like tap into that. I don't know if you would agree with that, but I feel like to know yourself deeply is the key to being able to tap into that authentic expression. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you do do that so beautifully. And I love the theoretical and we're beautiful talking about the theoretical. It's amazing. I just like love to like give people actionable advice because I'm like, hmm, like somebody's listening to this and they're like, that sounds great. I would love to not think about what people think about me and just authentically express myself and just be me like that sounds great. But like, actually, how do I do that? Like, how do I tap into that part of myself? How do I even know that that is the authentic part of myself that I'm expressing? Like, how do people actionably know how to tap into that? Think about, am I speaking or am I being spoken? Like if you're dancing, am I dancing or am I being danced? Like there's that moment of surrender where the I is taken out of the equation, the me, the my is taken out of the equation, and you witness something that is already happening in and of itself. Like sight is happening. There is no I behind those eyes that is seeing you know, and hearing is happening. It is all just happening. It is all just occurring in this space. And what we allow to the surface is often just like a restructuring and a dimming down of this immensity of feelings so that we can be appropriate to our surroundings. And this isn't to say that we should go out and be as reckless and wild as possible and make people uncomfortable. But I think first we have to recognize and realize and be really honest with ourselves about how we are showing up for ourselves. Like, and we can do this by looking at our relationships and looking at how we are showing up in these relationships. Do we have relationships where we feel fully ourselves and fully free to express and not have to hide anything? Or are there people that we spend time with where we are kind of dampening our responses and mitigating this expression because we don't feel comfortable or confident and we feel like we have to limit these parts of ourselves in order to just be appropriate and suitable. Like the social oppression aspect of things is we can only really find that freedom once we accept that we haven't been free. Like I know that there are lots of boundaries in my life that I have not set yet because I'm still learning. Like I don't know what boundary to set until I come into a circumstance where I go, Oh, that doesn't feel good. I don't want that. Like first steps to freedom is like, what am I no longer willing to tolerate? I'm no longer willing to tolerate sets and settings where 
I have to wear masks and like a neurodivergency. I've been masking since day one. I didn't know that for a very long time. And because of that, we get used to the masks and we think that those masks are us. And when we let go of those masks, sometimes we find that the relationships that we did have while we were masking aren't really exciting anymore. They don't fulfill us. They don't fill us up because it was a different person going into those interactions vulnerability is a huge part of it. Yeah. Vulnerability is huge. I also love that you said about masking and like when you were talking about the social conformity, I kept like hearing the word like masking and being like, yes, like so many people, I feel like even people who are not neurodivergent, like experience it to an extent of like really wearing those certain masks around different people. And I feel like they do protect you for a while, but then eventually you end up hurting yourself more because you're Mm. not being your authentic self and you're not living in your vulnerability. I actually saw a video of yours the other day and it was like so interesting. You were literally saying to like expect problems. When I tell you I need to hear that so badly, I need to hear that so badly. And I've been like saying it to all my friends. Like I've been like, watch the fucking video because I feel like it's almost the same thing like with judgment, like of other people when you unmask, when you are yourself, when you start showing up without those masks and maybe you're in social settings where people will judge you. And it's almost like, well, fucking expect the judgment. Like people are going to judge. And like the sooner that you can accept that life has problems, there is judgment. Like the sooner that we can accept this, the less you'll be hurt with the expectations and the less you will be hurting yourself when the letdown comes. And that was just like so interesting to me and came up when you were talking about the unmasking and the judgment, because I think people are like, oh my God, I'm going to be judged. Like this is, that's really scary. I don't want to be judged by people. So why would I be myself? And and it's just like, well, yeah, almost like expect judgment. Like you kind of just got to expect it. And can you talk more about that thought of expectation? Cause I just loved it, especially like in the craze of people misunderstanding, like the law of attraction, the law of assumption. I feel like there's lots of misunderstandings going on in the social world. I feel like people are like, well, I can't think that these bad things are going to happen to me or else they're going to happen. I'm like, okay, that's not true though. That's not how yeah. this whole law of attraction, divine laws of the universe work. Like people are a little bit confused because there's a lot of misinformation going on and saying something like this is it's both. And it's not either, or it's not that your vibe and your energy and what you put out, like does create the life that you want to live. And also it is important for you to expect challenges, expect letdowns, expect shit to happen, expect judgment, because then when it happens, you're well equipped. You're not like, what the fuck is going on? My life is falling apart. That's a cycle that I kept hitting and literally seeing your video, like not many people, I can see their video and be like, that is something that stuck with me like a hundred percent. But this video, I think I will never forget. Like someone telling me to expect problems. I was like, this is the shit. This is great. Can you talk more about that? Mm, Yes, absolutely. Thank you. I remember I first came across that idea listening to a meditation by Sam Harris a few years ago. He's this neuroscience professor and a longtime meditator, someone you would think, you know, we we project onto these people go like, they have it figured out. And then you listen to them and they're like, I don't have it figured out, but this is the process of that. And he was talking about a story where, you know, he woke up in in one of those maybe a more activated nervous system where little things feel like big things. You get a couple of emails in your inbox and you're like, this is an emergency. Oh my God. Everything is such a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like the problems that we face are either reduced or amplified depending on the state of our nervous system. And he went out to um to lunch with a friend and he was talking about you know, all these, you know, problems that he has. And the friend goes, did you expect to not have problems? Like, <laughs> do you think that one day you were just going to like wake up and everything was non-problematic ever again? Like it's not 
the problem that's the problem. It's your emotional reaction and response to that problem. You know, this tendency and desire to avoid and averse to this idea that something has interrupted this. It's like life is that. Life is this never-ending series of phenomena and problems and situations that emerge. And our chief you know, goal in life is how do we respond? How do we navigate those problems? And we are really faced with two options at all times. In each moment, do we averse or do we ascend? Like, is this aversion or ascension in this moment? And when it comes to like self-care, right? Like there's a comfortable idea of self-care, which is like, I've had a week. I'm just going to sit in bed and watch Netflix all day. And that's fine. There's no judgment from me ever. But there's also the ascension type of self-care, which is like, I'm going to go and participate in life because rest is restoration. And that comes often from participation and immersion and engagement. And it could be that what we need is to be in bed and watching Netflix. But is that aversion or ascension? What do I choose today? Do I choose oppression or freedom? You know, there have been plenty of times where I've chosen aversion. I mean, countless, infinite times where I've chosen aversion. Maybe I didn't recognize that freedom was an option, that ascension was there for me to choose. But that aversion or ascension comes into every moment in the day, like, you know, waking up in the morning, it's like, oh, shit, I snooze my alarm. I said I was going to go for a walk this morning. It's so cozy in bed. Aversion would be staying in bed. I'm averse to the idea of going for the walk because my mind has traveled through that walk and it's just like effort, 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 effort. I am averse to that effort. I will not ascend today or show up and ascend. You know, like if you book a yoga class and it's like, oh, shit, I could cancel that. Nobody would ever know. Nobody would ever know. It's going to be so hard. There's so much effort. I'm going to suffer in that class. I know it. I know that yoga teacher wants to make me suffer. We use the mind to think through things that the body does. Like use the mind to get to the mat. That's all. I will not think about the class. I will not think about the effort, not think about how hard anything is going to be. My mind is only focused on getting to the mat. And then the body gets to take over. So it's like recognize when your mind is running through something that is the body's responsibility. Because if you can just get your mind to initiate that body, then we create a habit of ascension, right? And it's like when we are in the habit of aversion, that's when we get into those kind of like periods of just like, I haven't been moving my body. I haven't been in the practice lately. I've been not so good with my habits in the morning, like looking at my phone too early, not doing things that fill me up. I'm averse to the effort that is required to fill me up. And for me, it's such a active role that I have to take. Like I have to participate in that process because I get back whatever I give. And if I'm not willing to give for myself, then then I'm not going to be receiving anything that really fills me up. That is something that when I'm doing like like subconscious reprogramming, especially with money, like that's something that me and my therapist slash like just healer queen look at is am I like avoiding pain and or am I moving towards pleasure similar to what you're saying is like am I just avoiding the effort am I creating these stories is the brain trying to do everybody's job that's also what I hear you saying like the brain's just trying to do everybody's job because she just wants predictability like the brain so badly just wants everything to be predictable so it can have everything under control and it's just a major self-sabotage. And it's so interesting what you're saying about the aversion to effort, because I feel like that is where people get caught when they're trying to be in alignment with their purpose and their dreams and their goals. And like uh, my therapist always says, trying is lying. 
making an effort is what matters. She's like, are you trying? Are you making an effort? And Mm. I feel like we have this aversion to effort. We have this like aversion because like you said, our mind has already calculated everything. It's like, that seems hard. That doesn't seem fun. I'd rather Mm -hmm. avoid that and do what seems easier in this moment. And yet what is easier in the moment isn't best for me in the long run. So when you're feeling like that aversion, that mountain is you moment, that self-sabotage, like you are just in your own fucking way. Like how do people move through that? And of course it's like practice, rewiring your brain through habitual action, choosing new choices every single time. But like, what would you say to someone who is like, I am that person who is in the aversion to the effort and I'm acting like I'm trying, but trying is lying and I'm ready to make an effort because... I do want to go to that yoga class. I do want to show up even if I'm the only one holding myself accountable. I do want to be disciplined, even if that means putting in the extra effort because I do want to participate in life. You know, what would you say to somebody who's struggling with that? That you're not alone. That is the struggle of life. Like everybody has the mountain. It's always there. You know, so many of the people that we look at that you know, it seemed to have that discipline, have that devotion, just that total willingness and ability to show up and and act. They're also doing that because they're dealing with what you're dealing with, right? Like, it's not like, oh, it's easy for them to say because, you know, they're in that flow, they're in that moment. It's like, only because they need to. I need to take care of my mind. And what we see is how we see it. And so I think that we have such deeply ingrained emotional symbology associated with the things that we should be doing. Oh, I got to be doing this. I should be doing that. I need to be doing that. It's like, fuck that noise. That's all just external motivation. It's all guilt driven. How can we love ourselves into movement? Like I love myself. Therefore I, I do this. I will show up to that thing because in the absence of discipline, we can still have devotion. You know, devotion is a commitment to nurturing yourself, a commitment to seeing what that self is, is capable of. And that devotion still leaves space for the natural inconsistencies of being alive. How it is now isn't how it's going to be forever. This is a transitory state. It is temporary. And when we can recognize, really recognize and experience and know the temporary nature of all of this, then we can see what is occurring right now as something that is just right now. It's not forever. There is always a light at the end of that tunnel. It's not a train. Like it is the sunshine. If you keep moving towards that light and make it easy before you make it hard, like reduce the barriers to participation. I have things that I do, you know, it's my bare minimum best for when I feel my worst. And it's like, wake up, look at the sun. You can do that. Anybody can do that. It's like, it's cold outside, put a jacket on, look at the sun, you know, make it easy. Allow that thing to charge you up because there is energy everywhere. And all we really have to do is, open up to that energy, open up to that restoration, open up to receiving. It's like, we don't have to walk into life with a chip on our shoulder. We can really wake up and go, what do you have in store for me today? (laughs) Yes. And expecting it all too. And just being like, it's a ride. Like take me on the ride. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Like talking about surfing earlier, like riding the wave. Sometimes you're going to get tossed and like, you're going to be held under and it's going to suck, but then you're going to catch that one wave that like lights you up and you will not want to stop your session. It's like that kind of vibe. And like, that's how I feel about life where you're just like, okay, like, let me remember 
and let me remind myself why things can actually feel good and like why life can be mm. good. And like something that you were saying earlier is like with the reactions when we're talking about the reactions and the person waking up in the morning and being like, oh no, I have so many problems. But a big part of that is because of the way that they're seeing it, the lens through which they're seeing it, which has a lot to do with like the nervous system. And I feel like there's so much going around about the nervous system, but it's actually like, how can we simplify it down? Like, how can we take that time? Like, what do you do to make sure that your reactions are not haywire and you have ability to be grounded and in a regulated nervous system? So when all the problems arise and when shit happens, like you are well equipped to respond rather than react. You know, those first few moments in the morning, the first few minutes, you know, the more we can be aware of what thoughts are present when we wake that is where the seed of responsiveness instead of reactivity is planted. There's a philosopher, Rumi, and he talked about how each day we wake up with a different guest in our home. You know, sometimes that guest is sadness. Sometimes that guest is anger. Sometimes that guest is frustration. Sometimes that guest is joy. How do you respond to that guest? You don't let them take over the house and be like, yeah, okay, yeah, this is yours. Go wild. You'd be like, what does this guest need? How can I make this guest feel comfortable and heard and validated? If you have an angry guest, you're not going to sit there and be like, yes, get angry or get angry or get angry or give into this. You're like, hey, how can I make you feel better? Like, how can I show you that it's actually okay, that this is temporary? And so, you know, when we wake up, be like, what guest is in this house today? And for me, you know, quite often it's a little nervous guest. You know, that guest is kind of like, he's got that little shimmer of cortisol and a splash of adrenaline. And he's like, ah, oh, how many emails did we get today? It's like, you don't have to worry about that now, dude. Like, this is not the time. This is some sacred time for you. And there are things that we can do that take no extra time really out of our day. Like when I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, smile at myself in the mirror. Even if it feels like a fake smile at first, it's like a grimace. That grimace will turn into a smile because you see yourself. You see something in there that isn't wrong, isn't broken. There's nothing impure about them. It's just this awareness that's in there, that's in those eyes. Like I remember as a kid, like looking in the mirror until I didn't know what I was seeing. You know, like that sensation of like, what is that? That's not me. Is that me? Or is that just a, no, there's, I recognize something in that, but it's not the body. It's, it's behind those eyes. You know, it, it's an incredible thing to be seen by yourself because mm. it validates you in entirely another way. Like, because we so often, we know ourselves through our relation and connection to others. You know, each person we know, a different aspect of self comes to the surface to greet that person. Because of this, we rarely know ourselves in that pure form. It's always the self that's mediated by those other people. It's like, what are we when it's just us? To look in the mirror while you're brushing your teeth and be like, hello, I see you. <laughs> good, good, good things are happening to you. Like good things are happening all the time. Being able to say something that changes the trajectory of those thoughts because it's you know the more tired we are as well the less defense we have over those thoughts that we've conquered long ago right like those thoughts of inadequacy when we're tired they come up again they're strong and they're potent and they're powerful so what can we do to recalibrate that and making it easy before we make it hard is like all of those changes that we think we should be making it's like how can we let go of any of that because anything that should or need to or gotta be it is that external motivation. It's something driven by fear and guilt and inadequacy. And coming back to how is it that I want to feel today? How do I want to feel? As soon as I wake up and open my eyes, it's not you know, automatically labeling, oh, I feel bad today. Oh, I'm grumpy. It's like, how do I want to feel? 
like kind of irrelevant to how I'm feeling right now. How do I want to feel today? How do I intend to feel? Because as soon as we elicit an intention, the subconscious goes, oh, that's what we care about. Oh, okay. You didn't tell me this whole last week what we cared about. So I was just been doing my thing. But if you yeah. can take a moment, a moment to be like, this is what I care about. I care about feeling good today. I care about love. I choose love. I choose that field. I choose expression today. That is my intention. I intend to express myself. And then we can follow that up with you know five minutes of writing down our thoughts, making it easy, not hard. It's not like, I want to sit down for two hours and journal. I don't have to go and record eight podcasts. It's like five minutes of expression. Yes. Oh, I love that. I'm all for making it easy. Like that is like the vibe. That is like why I brought you on for this like specific era mini series. Cause I'm like, let's take it and let's make it easy. I feel like, especially around conversations and self-improvement, like there's so much shame, so much guilt, so much, like you said, the external motivation coming in. It's just like, what can we be motivated by internally? And like joy, creativity, love, excitement, what are you excited for? Like, that's something I've been really like waking up and asking myself, like, what can I get excited about today? Because I love to be excited. Like my little Aries self, like I'm just like a little fiery girl. I'm like, how can I get excited? How can I like see my day and just be like, wow, like there is something to be excited about, even the smallest thing. And I love what you said, like, how do I want to feel today? Rather than just going along with whatever emotion is like coming up. It's just like, okay, actually I do have deeper awareness. Like I am able to come to this place of being like, what do I want to feel? And that's so brilliant. And it's so funny what you said about like smiling in the mirror. Like I just like laugh at that because my new thing has been like the cosmic joke. (laughs) Whenever I'm like really taking life too seriously, I'm just like, wait, (laughs) this is like such a cosmic joke. Like everything is such a joke in the best way possible. Uh And it's not to like not take things seriously, but it is to not take things seriously. And I've been really feeling that just really making faces at myself in the mirror really dancing all the time I'm in the grocery store and I'm just bumping my jams and I'm just like in my own world when something bad comes up like the expectation let down I've been literally like it's the cosmic joke like it's her again Uh she's back and when I kind of reframe it in that way I don't know it really has helped me make things easier so I'm like okay like you said before like we are just expecting life to come and go in waves and come at us and it just is what it is and i love that and i love everything that you're saying and i feel like so many people are going to take so many good things from this conversation i love the question that you asked in the beginning what are you curious about that is like one of my favorite questions ever i just love the art of questions and like the art of talking to people and i'm just like what's going on in your field what's coming up for you lately like because whatever you're experiencing individually like it does have such a big collective impact. And that's a thing that I realize about the podcasts and just social media in general. Like I will just start sharing something and everyone's like, holy shit, how do you know what's going on in my head? And I'm like, girly, it's collective. Like we're all experiencing something greater than ourselves. And yeah, what's coming up for you in your field like this week even? What are you curious about? The notion of the collective is what I've been really curious about which is played out in so many synchronicities. Like the whole thing of like, oh my God, how did you know I needed to see this video? It's like, it's a collective. (laughs) There's like, what a coincidence. Like there aren't. Not the coincidences. No coincidences (laughs) exist. Um, I'm really curious this week, a lot of the synchronicities that I've experienced have been around play and using play to tune into intuition because, you know, back to that notion of am I dancing or am I being danced? To be dance is an entirely 
new just sensation of awareness because that degree of like i have to control this is is taken out of the equation and you can see that this thing is dancing so i've been exploring that both in my physical practice and in my stillness practice like just that intention of play and then what i've been really excited about has been continuing to build out this community that i have and installing a space that is held for conscious entrepreneurship and collaboration and all of these neurodivergent wonderful people that happen to coalesce together and we all have ideas and incredible limitless potential and capability but we also get stuck on weird little things that shouldn't take up our attention but do and all of that kind of debris gets in the way of that frictionless way of expressing and being and so it's creating a space for us to come together and create more frictionless ways of collaborating of working on our own stuff and really toying around with this idea of collective manifestation like if we can all hold in our minds clearly the idea of each other's inevitable success and then also come together and refine and iterate on that success in a tangible way, there's got to be something really magical to that that has just felt really right. And so I'm excited about creating a space that fosters success. Wow. Yeah. So many chills when you were saying that. My eyes are watering. Ugh. I just like made me reflect on my own self because like, obviously I'm living from my own perspective and how I just look at all my friends and even people I know on social media or just like people in my life. And I really do believe their success is inevitable. Like my friends, I'm just like, I just have such deep belief in my friends. And then it just like, when you said that, I just saw this mirror and I was like, it's cause you also have it for yourself. And it felt so authentic mm -hmm. and it like literally almost made me want to cry. Cause that's what we need. Like more people in our life and more collective manifestation to be like, I believe in all of our inevitable success. Like I really do. Like I feel it so deeply. Mm -hmm. And also I don't even think those things are two separate things. I feel like they're literally one in the same, like play manifestation, like to be in play and gratitude. That is just like the highest vibration that you can be in. And it feels mm -hmm. so good. I also have been living in a zone of prioritizing play above everything. I'm like, what can I do to make today more playful? Like today or yesterday, I was going up to my friend's house She's my private pole teacher, but she's also my friend. And I brought her a flower the whole 30 minute drive. I was just like singing good old Taylor Swift songs into my flower. And I was like, this flower has the best vibes. I was dancing oh. and I showed up and I gave it to her and she was like, whoa, this flower is crazy energy. And I was like, I flower just tried to kiss me on the neck, dude. I was like, whoa. And I had been putting so much of that energy of play into it. And it's just summertime energy. Like, I mean, not for you. You're in the other hemisphere, so I guess it's different. But collectively, I'm feeling this shift of people just being like, why do I need to take life so seriously? And how can I have more fun with this? Like, if I'm in mm. this experience that is beautiful and tragic, yet crazy, yet peaceful all simultaneously at once, how can I just have more fun with it? And how can I be more playful in my life? Because to be at that vibration and to step into that positioning is what is going to then transform us into being able to manifest collectively and to have our inevitable success. And I just love all those things because that is the exact same collective wavelength that I am on and that everyone in my life is also on it. Just being like, wow, how can we play more? How can we hype ourselves up more? How can we hype each other up more? And I think that is such a beautiful intention. And like, where do people find you? Where do people find your podcast, your community? Can you tell us a little bit more about your community? And just saying, guys, everything will be linked below. So if you want to join the community, got to join Cameron's community. I feel like I'm going to as well because you are fucking awesome. And I need the meditations because I'm a guided meditation girl for sure.
Thank you for all of those words. You can find me at Cameron Rosen everywhere. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> You're like, is that who I am? <laughs> Let me double check. My podcast is This Might Be Helpful. And that is a weekly podcast, like most podcasts are. And the community will link that in the bio below. It's the This Might Be Helpful community as well. I'm going to change the name at some point, but I'm also realizing what needs to be done versus actually what doesn't need to be done right now. You know, putting those things into perspective, like the community is just how it's unfolding. I knew that when I started it, I was like, I've never done this. I don't know how a community functions. I've actually been pretty outside of community for a while, <laughs> doing my own thing. <laughs> and so it's like, I did it because, you know, especially with the social media stuff, it's easy to like put people on a pedestal and be like, the, you know, the, just the social hierarchy that goes like, oh, he has so many followers. Like, oh, he's a blue tick. It's like, I'm a, just a boy. I'm just a baby, to be honest. I'm just like, I, just like you, I am electricity tethered to the ash of ancient stars. So we just have a community where we can talk about that. No, I love that. And I relate so hard because I also have, a, are you on Circle? Yeah. Are you on Circle as well? Yes. I'll do, well, I'll, let me, I'll get in your community. Yeah, you can go in. But literally, I understand because also when I started, I was like, I'm really figuring it out. I'm so grateful for my community for allowing me to figure it out as I go. Because yeah. <laughs> at first I was like, oh, sick. I want to do workshops. And like, I started to do a couple workshops. And then I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, how can I lead these workshops when I have no idea what I'm doing? So now I've actually been having like live podcast conversations on my community, kind of more facilitating mm -hmm. conversations. And that has been so awesome. And I'm just so grateful for my community for allowing me to figure it out as I go and not holding me right. to this standard that I need to know what I'm doing. Like, I'm so grateful they're letting me figure it out because it is an experience having a community and it takes tending to. It's a garden. Oh, it so does. And I, I love that you understand and are in that position because I've had a few times where like, you know, even in our community lives, we do like live hangouts. I remember the first hangout we ever did. One of the people in my community, David, he said, hey, man, I just want to let you know that this community, we really just want to give to you. We want this to be a space where you don't have to be anything and worry about how you're doing things and be stressed about it. Like this is a space where we want to come together and create for you too. So like, just don't worry about it. We, we got you. And it was just like the most affirming moment where it took away all of this anxiety of like, am I doing this right? They're like, it'll emerge. It will happen. Like just like they said to me, like, be patient. I was like, okay, I will. I will be patient. I'm all for it. I'm like my followers and like my community, like are always teaching me things. People are sliding to my DMs and I'm just like learning every single day. I'm like, whoa, you guys are teaching me so much. And that's why like the live podcast conversations have been so fun because I'm just like, I'm also trying to figure it out too, everything. Like I'm literally 24 years old. Like I also don't know what I'm doing. So I feel God, like no. learn, no, to learn from each other is so powerful. And that's the beauty of the community. You don't have to like necessarily be like this huge leadership moment. It's more so like, no, this is a community. We're all equals. Like that is so beautiful that they said that to you. I feel like that's also what my community has like said to me in their own words, like, just being like, don't stress out about it. It's mm, okay. You can cancel things. You can say you're going to do something and not do it. Like, it's okay. Like we're all learning. Okay. I want to see your community. I want to see it. Yeah, I'll hit you up with that code and yeah. um, we'll do some cro cross-community pollination. <laughs> yes. No, I <laughs> love that. No, yeah, it's been so cool. And like, I just love having like the feed spaces and for people to share what's on their mind. And it's just such a cool space. So, and then you have yeah. your podcast, which I was listening to some episodes in preparation for this. And 
I don't think I've ever felt more at peace when listening to a podcast. I feel like your voice is so soothing and like you're just out here spitting facts, like straight facts. <laughs> so if facts were to exist, you'd be spitting them. Um, <laughs> so I genuinely feel like everyone needs to go check out all your things. And I'm so grateful that you came on today. What are your final takeaways from this conversation? As such a reminder of expectation and how intention really is the path and you know and anytime i'm disappointed it's just a moment where i go oh okay there was a hidden expectation that you weren't aware of now you know like disappointment is not about the thing being bad and not happening it's like oh well i had an expectation i can't assume anything like just let it play out a reminder of problems are really not so problematic it's mostly our emotional response to them so if something emerges that feels really intense go for a 13 minute walk and then you can think about the problem. It's not for you to solve. You have a wonderful subconscious mind with billions of neurons that will actually do that for you. It's I not you that. that has to do it. Yeah, no, I love that. Make it easy. Make it easy. Also, I love yeah. that concept. Like I've been telling myself a lot recently, well, I'm not supposed to figure it out yet because I just don't have all the information and the information will be presented to me in the moment it's supposed to. Like mm -hmm. I've been seeing that so much in these last couple months and how everything is going to fall into place. You just are worried about it not because you don't have all the information yet. And you're so right. Like our mind, so powerful. But also she has to stop doing everybody's job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That also uh -huh. was a takeaway for me today is like, okay, let the mind get you there and then let the body do the rest. Like mm -hmm. stop letting the mind like control literally everything. So good. We could have 10 more podcasts right now. Every <laughs> yeah. time you say something, it brings up things I know. that I want to say. So we'll it's have to just do this again later. Ugh. It's the most neurodivergent thing ever to be like, that's why Zoom is so annoying because I just want to like talk on top of you, but I know that it's going to make the sound weird. So I've been trying so hard all episode to be super patient and wait to say my things. But every time you say something, I'm like, okay, well, I have to bring that back up. And I, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, I understand so deeply. I could have 10 more conversations off of the 15 topics we talked about today. I want to see everybody's notes. That's my thing. I know lots mm -hmm. of my podcast people take notes and I'm sure they took some bomb notes. So I want to see those notes because I'm going to need to listen to this back. It was fire, straight fire. Oh, that's, I, that's awesome. I want to see the notes too, because what is said is always, you know, kind of altered and changed by how it's received and then how that projection of that reception comes out. And you, you learn so much just through that pinballing back and forth of information and expression. We okay. We got to go yeah. guys. Bye. Karen. Right. <laughs> see ya. Warmer, sunnier days are calling, so fuel up with them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. If you are like me, sometimes you can forget to feed yourself when you're super busy, and that's why I love Factor. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious and great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore and you can have as little or as much as you want every single week. And if this interests you at all, I'm going to give you guys 50% off only for Skinny Dipping listeners. So head to factormeals.com skinny50 and use code skinny50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. Win-win. That's code skinny50 at factormeals.com slash skinny50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Go check it out. It'll make your life so effortless and nutritious. 
As the weather is getting warmer, it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I've wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul and I don't want to spend a fortune. I'm constantly wearing the 100% washable silk slip dress and people ask me all the time where I got it from. I've also now got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking on trend year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Kintz cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Kintz only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which you know is so important to me when it comes to clothing brands. Get warm weather ready with Kintz. Go to kintz.com slash skinny dipping for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash skinny dipping to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Kintz.com slash skinny dipping.